0: Welcome to the Fruiting Body Podcast with your host, Brendan. Today, we have an absolute legend returning. It is John Hutchinson. Um, we had him on almost a year ago. I'm not going to go in circles. I'm not going to tell you to like. I'm not going to tell you to sub- subscribe. I'm not going to tell you about our lion's mane mushroom or rice. I'm just not going to do that. So mm-hmm. without getting you waiting much longer, without further ado, John Hutchinson back on the podcast. All right, buddy. First, thanks for coming back. No problem. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, we had a, we had a funny bit of a delay today. Uh, our production team, the car broke down. And then on the way, their motorbike broke down. So <laughs> we're uh, running a bit late. But we're going to try to keep this under 45 minutes, definitely an hour. And then Sean Cobra is jumping in right after. So that's where we're going to be flying with this coffee. Um if people want to see the first podcast that's more about your life story, I'll leave a link in the description. You can go check that all out. It's about John Hutchinson and his life story and what brought him to Thailand. Today, we're going to kind of um, open up that time capsule and let's discover what you know your predictions were from the last time you were on. So I'm going to kick that to you. Just take it away. The last time you were on, you're going to you're chatting about taking all the all these belts and and what your plans were for 2023. Can you just give us a full recap of your year?
1: Yeah, I remember telling you that like 2022, so we're just warming up, and 2023 it was history time, and I, I believe we done it and more. You know, it was uh, world title fight after world title fight or top of the bills. It was we tapped into the boxing, MMA. We had a world title fight and kickboxing, tapping into Muay Thai. We went for every belt out there. So, Who,
0: who was the first? Was it um,
1: uh, It's Anatoly? He won the heavyweight belt? Anatoly won the two belts. He won the heavyweight belt against Arjan Buller. So he became the the unified heavyweight champion and the lightweight he- champion. He beat the Ritter for that one. Okay, for some reason I thought he already had that last time we talked. Yeah, he did, but uh, it was uh, he wasn't the full champion. Arjan Buller was the full champion, the heavyweight. Okay. So then he, when he beat Arjan, he became the number one and won the belt. You know, so yeah, and uh, it was funny because after our podcast. It was probably one of the busiest times of my life. I remember I went back to Ireland and uh, that trip was special. It connected me with all the Irish again. It connected me with boxing. It took my love for boxing back for more, you know, because I was always in the MMA the year before. And um, when I was there, I started running and shadow boxing and I thought, oh, I love this getting butterflies for the boxing again. And funny how it went then, you know, Tim Zoo, at the start of the year, he fought uh, Tony Harrison. And he became the WBO champion. And then we, th- this is just like the boxing year. And then we had Irish heavyweight come over, big Thomas Carday. And then I started working the Zoo, Tim's brother. I became part of the zoo camp. You know, and I've seen the growth in t- Tiger boxing, it's just been going the next level all the time. All year, it's been the busiest class in Tiger. It's like one of the strongest barn days. Like you want to see the barn there someday. We had guys arriving from Australia, like good boxers with bare knuckle champions coming from Russia. It was serious mix, you know, with Glory kickboxing champions like big units of guys it was like phenomenal it's been a great year were you working with these boxers before last the last time we talked Uh, i've always worked with tim zoo just little camps here and there but i've become more and more part of their team now you know i'm with their brother i i help their coach you know i think maybe this year especially now 2024 like you're gonna have uh, Tim and Nikita, the two brothers, fighting on the same cards, you know. And the, they're building a team around them, you know. Well, one thing that stuck out for me, I remember Tim was in a podcast and he says, "People who are true to themselves and uh, and loyal to the team are the only people they get in the zoo camp." And that give me butterflies, you know, uh, like. I earned my spot there, respect with these guys, and it goes to show where every fighter I'm working with. I'm coming more and more like a solid home home member, you know. For those guys like Tim Zo, how does the
0: structure work when you say you're building the teams? I'm assuming they have like a home base, a home camp. Yeah. When do when do they invite you over? Is it kind of getting closer to the fight? So they're coming here,
1: you're going there. Well, Tim always comes here for pre-camp there's something about um, the mindset of pre-camp in Thailand there's no I've been around the world in camps I believe Thailand is something special at the start it's the heat the intensity the big Buddha runs uh, just the way you train here you get more done in a normal day than anywhere else in the world you know because everybody's just training where maybe in Australia they're day to day life you know they've got businesses they've got people around them but here they can switch off and they took uh, Nikita over as well you know they introduced him the the hard way you know hard sparring and the Thai heat and it it prepares them mentally and then they go on in for their bigger camps you know and it's paying off they've got a real real good routine now for Tim I believe he's Pound for pound, 154, best fighter on the planet right now. And this year will show it. You know, the patient king has been waiting a long time for Charlo, the, the guy that has all the belts. mean, Charlo, you know, he's been avoiding him for a reason. Big, big year. March 2nd, they're fighting in Vegas. Is this WBO, WBC? Uh, WBO, uh, but most likely by the end of the year, it'll be all five belts, you know, IBF, IBO. The ring, the, the, all of them, you know. I only mentioned three of them. There's five of them. Uh, what for? All five. There's five belts, and that's what his his goal is. He's been saying it a long time. All the belts, all the belts. He's attracted it with hard work, and especially the way that guy speaks. His when he well, speaks. Where, where's he from? Original. He's uh, from Sydney, and okay. his his father's Costasu. You know, tenth. Ten years world champion, you know, phenomenal, unique fighter. Like it's, uh, they've done it the hard way. You know, they've done it their own way. They they haven't had it easy. They have had nothing handed them. They've they've earned it all. You know, he's uh, he he's the face of boxing 2024.
0: So he'll come over here, kind of do that pre camp and. He's bringing his t- team here. What kind of role do you play in his team?
1: No, he, he just comes himself. I just get on very good with him and his coach, Igor. It's like his uncle, you know, he trained his father and all. So that's a very close team, and we really have a good, strong bond. And jumping onto your other belts, as, as we're kind of opening that
0: time capsule as well, Fabrizio Andrade yeah. went on to win. Um it, was it the featherweight at one, correct?
1: No, it was the bantamweight. It, it was the very start of the year. It was February 24th. It was like two Brazilian legends it in that, Bangkok. I remember watching that. Actually, as a fan,
0: watching that fight, I thought Fabricio was going to go in there and light him up. And that was actually a very tough
1: fight. Yeah, this that was the second time we fought him. You know, John Lineker was like the former champion for a reason. Look at his predicate. Like, it's... This guy is phenomenal, you know, and uh, he came to put manners like on the the new young king, if if if, that, if you know what I mean. He came back a different fighter. He was like, he wasn't having it, but that fight, you don't want too many of fights. That was a hard fight. That was one of the hardest belts you'll ever win, you know. Two Brazilians ready to dive for a belt and the atmosphere in uh, Bangkok is phenomenal, you know. So that started the year. What went into that training camp? Because uh,
0: you came on last year and you're like, hey, I got to go back home. But once I get back, you're locked down for the whole year. Yeah. So again, that that's that first belt. And there's a lot on the line for Fabrizio there. He's a young kid still. Yeah. I mean, I think he's under 26. Yeah, 26.
1: I something like, like this. Yeah.
0: What went into that camp? Because you told me earlier downstairs, that camp changed a lot of the perspective for you in terms of the training.
1: Yeah, it uh just from, I taught his patience to like, uh, be a bit more calmer, you know. What he learned from that fight, like, he went through the storms in that fight, you know. Everything went through the motions in that head, you know. It was one of the hardest fights of his life. He got, he got hit in the first round, he didn't know where he was at. You know, that's how hard he hit. Like, you don't want too many of them fights. Yeah, we just kept calm. We knew the training we done. You could have got hit for ratio with a bus that day, he wasn't losing that belt, you know. That camp was phenomenal. It was a real good camp. I started started year off great, first first belt of the year, you know. The funny what happened then the next morning, um I actually I flew my sister over. She's never been to Thailand. It was the year I wanted to like look after my family and I didn't have time for her, I was, uh, even though it was a good trip for her, I was away putting her in little boat trips and all I remember after the fight I said let me take you out after because the next morning I have to fly to PDN and to Vegas and uh, so we had like one small little afternoon together I said right I see you. I've got to go and then I went to get on the flight the next morning And I had a problem with my visa and I got denied entry in America. I was like, oh, shit, whatever, you know. And I couldn't get over to Peter. And I was like, from good to, like, all this trouble, I believe we attract everything, you know. It was like, I learned so much from all this. This year, I've never learned as much about my own mind. Everything happens for a reason, you know. I don't know what the reason was at the time, but... I was stressing out, I was trying to get flights. I booked an hour flight to uh, try and get to America, but it didn't happen. And then, Anatolia was meant to fight March too. And I think it got pushed, I can't remember. Bullard kept pulling out. We lost counts so many times that guy pulled out, but we finally got to Bullard then. It finally took place and that was an hour, an hour phenomenal camp, you know. Uh, when, when did that fight end up happening? Where was that? I can't remember. Was it, Mar- it was in Bangkok. I can't remember the right date now. I need to go back and check. It was March or maybe it was June. It, was, it wasn't too active last year. The problem is with Anatoly, nobody wants to fight him. Like He's the heavyweight champion, the light heavyweight champion, and nobody will fight him. They're all well, looking for big money or they I just mean, he, won't fight him. Is,
0: what, what is light heavyweight the same weight in one as it is in UFC? It's 102 in uh, kilos, so I don't know what that is in pounds. The light heavyweight? Yeah. Okay, so you're looking at 225 and 205 is 205. UFC, so it's very different. Okay, so it's about, yeah, because Anatoly looks like he's probably walking around two forty two
1: fifty. 250. So this year, he's going to do something phenomenal. You know, we've been saying three belts, you know, like, We've been putting it out there, three belts, three belts. I have a t-shirt, three belt time. And, uh, and then, as I say, we're learning patience as we go along. Fights keeps going to Fights not happening. Maybe a yes, maybe a no. And we've got to keep positive. And I keep saying to Anatoly, Anatoly, you're going to get your three belts. Now, March 2nd, 2024, and Qatar, the first MMA event in uh, in Qatar. It's gonna be history. Anatoly is fighting for the the middleweight belt, three belts. What weight is that at? It's gonna be ninety three. So I don't know. So pounds
0: probably there. yeah, maybe one eighty five. What is th- what is ninety three? Let's let's just check quick because now what you're saying is you're saying if
1: 102. it's a big drop. You know, yeah. I I didn't really want 90. it for Anatoly
0: three times 2.
1: 20, 205. So it's yeah. kind of like the
0: UFC's lightweight. Yeah, so, so he's got to drop, what, 30 pounds? So he's about
1: 106 right now. He's so, 106. So what's that? So like 102 is perfect weight for him. You know, that says nobody can touch him right, with that. The right. speed of power. But we're soon going to find out because if it was anybody else, anybody else I'd say, not. Nah, you're not doing this fight. Forget it. Don't do it. Because... The problem is you can't yo-yo a diet. You can't drop down and then go back up because you haven't got the same power. Or, you know, you, you can you can lose a lot of power. Your punch resistance can weaken you. But if there's anybody going to do it, it's Anatoly. This guy is already on it. Like, the weight's coming down nice. We're starting to build a good team around him. We have a conditioning coach now and uh, Tiger Muay Thai. Jay, I think he was on here, wasn't yeah. he? What a guy! This guy has been phenomenal. We're building a special team, you know. It's smart with diet now. You know he's done all the weight cuts now. Uh, his conditioning—he's very smart. He's not like how how would you put this in nice words for like some conditioning coaches? Uh, maybe too maybe like an ego or something. They mm. they don't listen or so on. You know, if you said something to this guy okay and he goes study and his work's phenomenal every guy who's working with him we're loving him and it goes to show because every fight this year has been a knockout you know and uh, we're doing good things I'm excited for 2024 especially at, like there's a team building now he's helping so he's come on board now and he's helping with the diet and uh, nutrition we're doing a lot more recovery he's got a guy now with like Come and massaging him every day and he's happy you know i don't know if he's gonna be happy at the end cutting this last bit of weight you know
0: it sounds like oh, he could be cutting 30 40 pounds but of his a man of his size it sounds like he's cutting a lot of muscle there
1: he can do it you know if when you look on the scans and all you know carries a little bit around it, you know as a heavyweight does yeah if he tim's down i said them you're gonna be like ronaldo the shredded like and they last you know so but if there's anyone can do it he will do it is he here full-time usually full-time okay. he lives here yeah down in, so, in your
0: area yeah yeah uh, he's uh not far from the gym yeah okay. um we're gonna we were discussing downstairs kind of the transition of tiger muay thai and how it's possibly evolving into a boxing gym and before we get into that Um, let's take a step back to the Peter Young fight and his fight with Marab as his boxing coach and so well connected to Peter Young. And I think most fans, they probably don't understand that maybe injuries again, his boxing coach couldn't be there, couldn't give that final training in the corner. So a lot of fans probably questions. Well, what happened to him? Was it the money? Was it was it injury? Was it was it external forces? Are you allowed to speak on what you saw Peter Young against Marab? That was not him. And what's going to come?
1: Yeah, everything everything happens for a reason. I believe maybe Peter had a, went on and he didn't get injured, and he had a one nap fight. His next performance might have lacked. You know, it was just. Everybody gets a stage in life, you know, it's like it can go stale, you know, things need to happen for a reason, even though you don't want it to happen. I believe everything happens for a reason. Look at the guy now, the guy's went and took like a six month break, slightly more. I remember he said to me, he goes, Coach, he goes, The last time I took six months off, he goes, I let my body recover and I went in a win and won that belt. I've seen people writing them off. I remember chatting them in the Dubai last week. I was like, H- how is the situation in Russia? I go, people still, Peter, you know, he can't go anywhere. He goes, no. He goes, after I lost, not the same. I go, you soon find out you're real people, don't you? Who's, who hangs off you and who's around you when you're winning and when you're losing, where are they, you know? But this six months has been great for him because he he's went and like shooting guns like razor focused. He's built his mom a house in Russia. He's got all his business set up. He's a very good guy. Like he helps everybody around him. All his family is living good. Now they're all living good. He's like he's got everything in place. Now he's like it's time to work. You know, the likes of PDM when he's razor focused like that, he, this guy is the. Best man weight in the planet. When he switched on, he will sleep anybody anyway. He's got that bad spite on him, you know. Good outside and come fight night. That bell goes. You do not want to be in that cage with that guy, like. He's all rounded, not yeah, just. What, a what are your thoughts?
0: I mean, he's fighting in March, Yang Sedong. Yeah. Um, which Yang? Is, he's from well, obviously from China, but he trains at Team Alpha Male, which is yeah. a heavy wrestling gym, uh, as well. And and his boxing is
1: phenomenal. What are your thoughts on that fight? How does that go? It's. Uh, I just think Peter Yan is just. Uh, no disrespect on Yang The the guy's a dangerous fighter. He's got power. Can strike wrestling. He hasn't got the same mindset as P.D. Ann. levels above. I reckon this P.D. this year, with good team around him, good sparring, he's going to not walk too strong, he's going to be smart. He doesn't want to take too many injuries. I reckon he'll, he'll absolutely could school him, you know. He could really hurt song without even getting touched. This fight opens up doors. They could go, wow, Peter's back. He looks great. They might go, okay, let's give him one more fight. Who knows? It could be, like, the winner, uh, O'Malley. uh, O'Malley owes him a rematch. doesn't matter what it is. The UFC main title fight, they want strikers. Like, you know, they want the... Yeah,
0: you don't want this boring Marab just shooting every...
1: (laughs) Exactly, it's so boring. PD Yan, Sean O'Malley, you name one better main event than that. So, when PD Yan fought him the last time, that wasn't PD Yan, that that was a guy who was just doing enough in training. PD Yan still won that fight, you know, it wasn't the best performance, but uh, PD Yan in full camp, and also O'Malley is more active now, he's got more. uh, more experience, he's game. This fight's phenomenal. That's the fight. Well, to now make. Oma- O'Malley, I think he has another level of
0: confidence.
1: Of course to, he does. Right, he's slow he's a champion, he he's a good, he's a quality fighter. Like, but that fight with O'Malley and Peter
0: Young, it's funny. I, I was actually rec- we were doing like a, I was with Brent, uh, Brendan Lottnane and Darren Till. Yeah. And we were filming it. That it was the the card with uh, Oliveira versus. All oh, right, yeah. Uh, Islam, and then the young fight. Yeah. All of us are watching it. We're filming it for, I think it was for Block Asset. And that fight, it was the first, the, the, the where they made the biggest mistake on that fight, it shouldn't have been three rounds, number one. should have been three, And five, yeah. number two, we were going to the bathroom, getting up, and moving around during the annou- like during the winner, we're like, "Oh yeah, Young won that." When you heard he lost, you can if you go back and watch that, you can even watch O'Malley's face go like, he yeah. didn't believe he won that fight. Who knows what happened with the judges there? Um, what What are your thoughts on that fight? Because I mean, clearly, you know, I think the general public and the opinion is there's no way O'Malley actually won that fight.
1: At the 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 decision the decision. You know, as I say, everything happens for a reason. If we had a got the win, maybe who knows, you know, maybe Peter won more fight and I'll fight again. Now the guy's going to come back and when he does fight O'Malley, o- O'Malley ain't getting off the hook. Five rounds this fight ain't going the distance. No. I can guarantee you. And then you're going to see the real Peter and he's come back and it'll be like three times he's won that belt. It's big history. So everything happens for a reason. At the time it's horrible. You think everything's against you. We don't know why it happens, but I just have a good feeling, I can feel his energy, that 2024, these guys are going to go running. I feel like,
0: as a fan of Peter Young, because again, I I ran into Peter Young before he was... It was honestly his first fight, because he was fighting, and we talked about this, the Japanese guy that was training at Alpha Male, and my friend was coaching there. So that was the only reason I knew Peter Young, and I actually met him on the road. It would have been like his second week here. But Peter Young, as a fan watching him, he got the short end of so many sticks, the knee in the head, that second fight with, uh, with Sterling where it looks like he won and Sterling kind of just laid on his back. Then he loses to O'Malley, which 99% of the people think he won. I felt by the Murad fight, he might have just mentally been like, what
1: the fuck is going on here as well? I know, but, you know, he, Peter's smart guy. He's took everything on board. You know, mentally, this has probably prepared him for even better. You know, he, he's a winner. Yep. He ain't gonna sit and dwell on this. This it could have happened. It could have done. He's probably took the positive. Well, there's something that and goes right. Let's make sure this don't happen again. Don't leave it to the judges. Two thousand twenty-four. Yeah. This guy's gonna light up that division. Well, we'll probably. Well,
0: I guess this is kind of becoming a reoccurring podcast. You'll come back next December, <laughs> so can, can we have that prediction by the end of 2024, or at least a title a uh, title fight lined up?
1: I believe this year that a really tap in with the UFC again. Last year was always one championship, uh, and this year too, also like three belts to start the year. But we have like Petey Ann chasing the belt, not even chasing. He's coming for the belt. Mohammed Mikhaev's coming for the belt, March second. Alex Perez, one good fight here, good win. He the man's knocking on that door, like is it? He's there. He's already there. We just keep him fresh and patient. Sorry, who who, was, who did you say? Mohammed Magaev. Mohammed Magaev. Yes. Yeah. So uh, he arrives now at the weekend. I start his camp now for March second. He's fighting in Saudi Arabia. Who's he fighting? He's fighting Alex Pereira. Uh, he he fought. Uh, the main champion he hasn't been active his last fight was in 2022 he, he is he flyweight or bantamweight flyweight flyweight that's great yeah, yeah. and his last two fights has been two losses off the best he fought um, figueredo yep. and then he fought the champion Pantoja Pantoja and uh, two leg loss. but you know the in the fights it's a gatekeeper fight. I think the gates has opened up for Muhammad. Ah, I, I know his goal was to be the youngest UFC champion in history. He's fighting March 2nd. That's not for the belt, but it won't become the youngest UFC champion. But as I say, everything happens for a reason. He's in no rush. The kid can win that belt, defend the belt. He can go to with. I always used to think it was a natural bantamweight, you know. He could grow into a double champion. This guy's phenomenal, you know. Yeah, he's he's like 22, 23. May, he's not 24, is he? Uh, uh, he's 20. No, no, no. 22, I think. Right, is and yeah. as a flyweight, that yeah.
0: means give him four or five more years. I mean, yeah. he's naturally
1: going to be a bantamweight as well. And, uh, you know, remember when he got injured? Remember his last fight, the knee and before it was his shoulder, mm. this mindset. People say to him, oh, you're not going to fight again or you need to take a break. The guy's in the gym nearly two days later. You, you cannot beat the person that doesn't take no for an answer. Is he here full-time as well or is he kind no, of coming he, and going? He's, he's based in uh, Bahrain, like the Prince of Bahrain, have a big team and all around <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really? he, he's got a team. He, he can move everywhere, you know. He's very very close with Tiger Muay Thai. He always coming back and, um, I've known Muhammad a long time. You know, we're always helping each other. You know, he's a he's special kid.
0: Yeah, it's in, so you got. I mean, you got a lot on your plate this year. I mean, again, tons of opportunity, a lot of belts for Bricio with his uh, uh, loss to uh, it. Uh, it's uh, Hagerty. Haggerty. Yeah. Haggerty. This this was a crazy crazy fight. Um. Let's speak about that and then I want to jump right into Tiger and what's going on the boxing side. Uh, cause this is a, a recent fight. Now Fabricio's back in Brazil. Actually, funny story Fabrizio Fabricio buys our cordyceps on Lazada. He? Yeah. He doesn't I've sent him a message. Hey, how how's it going? Thanks for buying. But I can see him on Lazada buying. He just probably wants to do his thing. I get yes. it. Um, but he had his fight with
1: Haggerty in one for uh the it was for the kickboxing or Muay Thai belt. It was kickboxing belt. So Fabricio was MMA bantamweight champion yep. and Haggerty was the, the Muay Thai bantamweight champion. And then I forget who the champion was but they got stripped. Well, there was
0: the guy before Liam Harrison. Didn't Liam, Liam blow his knee out?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I, kickboxing came out and I don't even follow kickboxing. I have yeah. no interest in kickboxing. But the way it came up it's funny we were like playing with things. Not not playing with it's like but like the law of attracts, you know, like we were saying all oh, the belts, all the belts, that that them fights came out of nowhere. Like I did not start that year thinking we we're gonna fight for a kickboxing belt and poof next thing kickboxing belt. How did that come about? How did that come to the table? It just for got a phone call, I was like, come here, the the kickboxing belt's fake and now. He was actually going to fight the champion. Just ah, killing me now. The champion's name. It was a Thai guy though. Yeah, uh, not. It's going to come No, it wasn't long no. ago. It'll, it'll come to me in a minute. He got uh, caught open. They stripped him, and then Haggerty stepped in. It was a super fight, you know. And uh, like that, that camp we learned so much. I learned so much. From that Sometimes they say like. You learn more from your, your loss than you do from your win, and exactly that. Everything ha- happened for a reason. I learned so much from that there, and it changed me as a coach, even the way I, I approach, even the way I be more careful my words now, you know, I was going, all oh, the belts, and it came. The next time them fights come up, and I believe they will come up again, because it will be a different approach, you know. Look what happened through it, uh, Lobo, you know, Lobo, he was helping us, you know, he's number two in the division. And I kept saying to him, this guy was like our soldier. He kept turning up. Fabricio was going so good in sparring. Guys was dropping out and not coming back, you know, it was hard to get him sparring. And he kept turning up and he was taking damage and These guys are hard sparring. Hard, hard. like hard. once, like, twice a, a week or not Fabricio was sparring in every day, like like, you know, and uh it was getting the, the kicks going again for a long time, you know. It's a different speed, you know, just kicking phenomenal again. So we sparring a lot, but uh, then I said to Lobo, you keep doing what you're doing. You're going to get your world title. You, you're going to help this guy, and yours is going to come back for it also. And as soon as that uh, fight of Fabricio was over, we just got a, a phone call then. Lobo sent me a the message. They got... That Haggerty and him was next for the the Muay Thai belt. I go, all the belts? I said, we attracted it, you know. The fight fell through. Haggerty pulled out. Maybe he just needs more time, you know. And uh, he's he's, a phenomenal fighter. But I believe Lobo will have a crack at that belt this year, you know. Not uh, this year, next year. Sorry. Yeah, Lobo's
0: no. been been here a, w- a while. while. Initially, oh, uh, actually, it's <coughs> funny. He's another guy that connected to me, and and he was taking the cordyceps as well. But he he's I've seen him in Thailand for like six seven years because he used to train at Revolution over here.
1: Yeah, um, he, he's been here a long time. This is the first year that I've met the guy. The guy is what a guy doesn't doesn't switch off. Like he's a real good. Person to be around, hard trainer. Good things happen to good people, and this guy deserves everything he gets. You know, he deserves everything. You're the gym now. We were discussing it's
0: kind of transitioning more to boxing. You're really kind of taking charge as well. Can you talk about the evolution of Tiger? What's going on? Is it still MMA heavy? What's different? Because any most people know Tiger Muay Thai, but maybe
1: they're not too familiar of what's going on internally. Tiger is like a twenty years anniversary this year, you know, and now they're starting to put a lot of stuff back in. There's a real good team building, like I mentioned earlier with Jay. The the conditioning's taking off, the boxing's taking off. Rafael's back. The kickboxing's taking off. The MMA or the the Muay Thai is like phenomenal. It's putting out fights every week in one championship. Like striking department. Now the MMA, people forget that, they think, oh, there's not as many now with the old gyms all opening up. Like Valentina here is next week. Mohamed Makao is here next week. Uh, There's a lot of big fighters coming. Tiger can just go fast in seconds. Now we're starting to, they're looking to bring in more coaches, add more wrestling coaches. So it's always going to be an MMA. I just think... All, all I'm focusing on right now is the boxing. I'm I'm not focusing on anything else. And door people's doing their own departments. We have three full coaches now. Like it took time years ago. If I had to went to Tiger and says here, could I have an old coach? But like, ah, it's only boxing. You know, it's my Thai best gym. Or it took me ages to get to this position. Now they see like this class is packed all the time we have we went from two coaches to three full-time coaches next year we have uh, we're going full-time like there will be a full fighters program uh beginners program youth i want to tap into the youth i want to give back to the youth a bit you know it's so many things happened in tiger now they're seeing it as like i have a real good relationship with my my boss like he's like for years i said them could we get like this little i had a vision of this area where i always do privates like all the world titles. we won was just on on the floor nothing fancy old school and i've always pictured when i walked in there like a little Mm. boxing area you know like with the trees outside old school and then i walked in the office one morning and i was like this is come here i want to take you up here he says let's let's um let's build a boxing area for you guys. So they're really getting behind the boxing now. They see Are they it. building now? Yeah, it's all starting to happen now. We're getting new bags, private ring, and it's going to be like a little jungle area, you know. It's, next year is exciting. Do all the coaches,
0: all these departments, like it could be MMA, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, boxing, Muay
1: Thai, um, do you guys all coordinate together when working with a fighter? Yeah, of course. Like, uh, as I say... For me, I only need, it depends. If I have to go the MMA, bike the MMA route, I'll have to go working with Joseph or the BGJ coaches, you know. Um, it just depends what fighter has, what coaches they use. But for me, with the boxing, I just focus on the boxing and the conditioning. i work with the conditioning coach, Jay. You know, this guy's been phenomenal this year.
0: So, like, let's say Fabricio's structuring a camp. Is he spending 80% of his time with you? How is his time structured? Because, obviously, he's more of a striker. I'm, I can't imagine he's putting too much time into wrestling and jiu-jitsu.
1: Yeah, that, now he's gone back to Brazil. He's been working MMA again. Mostly recovery is a few injuries. But here, it was just striking every day. Every with you. Day. Yeah, me and his uh, Muay Thai coach, you know, knee and uh the guy's developed one of the best knees in the game you ever see his knee like that lands his game over you know so he has a little team around him um yeah it's just small team groups there's no no outsiders gets in it's just like small team
0: well i see you got all the boys out there usually running around uh lake yeah so when that's being scheduled, I mean, this isn't just for social media and for show. Yeah. You're kind of taking charge of the team. That's outside of the boxing. That's almost yeah. like a conditioning coach as well.
1: It's uh, yeah, I love it because you know, Golovkin Triple G was my favorite box. I just studied that guy like studied the way the coach. I was thinking, why is this guy got so much punching power? Like compared to anybody else, what does he do different? There's something. And I studied and so I love hard punchers, you know, and technical hard punchers, not swingers. And he's one of my favorite. And I used to watch him training in the big bear and that place with all the trees and you know, all and the steps. Every camp, every belt we've won, we've always done a camp there. And I won't change it, you know. It's discipline. We go early in the morning at six, do all the steps, shadow boxing in the trees. We we work on our mind, you know. Thinking outside the box work and it's just freshens them up. Takes them outside the gym. Yeah, it, this this
0: thought process from the boxing coach's perspective, um, the fighters. Let's say uh, Anatoly or Peter Young, they come to you and you know it's they're boxing. They only need to focus for that hour or two hours for that day. But the boxing coach, your mind can't turn off. So what do you do to reset and and because sometimes you need to clear your mind of the distractions to be able to
1: allow new creative ideas to come into play well funny you're speaking about learning thai earlier the one place that i can only switch off i was going to this teacher right i knew from the first day i walked in a little classroom was two and a half hours long i was the only person and uh well dressed proper spoke really good like london university and he went off in this story about Abraham Lincoln and about Thailand trying to send elephants to war years ago. And I go, if I've listened to this guy for two hours, I'm going to learn Thai. But he was old school. He made me learn all to, read, to write first, to do all the alphabet, you know. But he rushed me fast. It was like, within two weeks, I think it was like six classes or something, I knew the full alphabet. I thought I knew it, I was rushing fast, you know, so, Anatoly took me up the training camp, up the, like, outside Bangkok, way outside, this, Koh uh, Yai, I don't know even, it was beautiful, Koh Yai, it was beautiful, like north of Bangkok, yeah, and, uh, we, we went in to order food, and he said, here, order some food for us in Thai, and I was like, I couldn't order it, <laughs> he goes, you've been learning Thai for months, and he was like, ah, you're no good at that here, <laughs> and then, I, uh, i put my foot on the brakes in it, but that taught me patience. I need things like... Every coach needs to have patience. Also, you know, your mind can wonder, you know. So when I have to... My mind starts to wonder, I, I go into a book or I uh, pick, start to work tie Thai again or... But books, I'm a big person in books this year. Books has helped me a lot. Are are you doing Audible, Amazon Audible? Oh, fan reading. Yeah. Uh, I I just came back from Dubai. I went to Dubai because I had a few days. I took my Christmas early, like I knew that. I flew back to Ireland. It, it's a long travel. It takes. A, I've got some of the biggest fight camps starting right now. Travel and back, and I wouldn't. My mind would be everywhere. Christmas mode, party mode. You know, so I went to Dubai. Switched off. I, I I read a book in a day like and just walked around and just I was living the moment Say you know uh, I was so grateful it was like for where I've came from to be able to do what I was doing I just I lifted me I don't know what it was I had so much in it it was like I've been to Dubai twice this year the first time I went I went over to, to Brendan Lockney Brendan's arriving now soon to start his camp for this year this this year will be a good year for Brendan but going back to Dubai I went over to see him and McGregor was um sparring them guys he's preparing for next year you know and uh anyways I knew that he was coming to the gym so I was I was doing sit-ups on the ball and I, whatever I got off the ball I turned around and he was like this close to me he was like behind me I was a bit starstruck you know this guy was my idol and he was like John boy it's finally f- nice to meet you I'll never forget the words and I wow, wow it's an honour likewise and um, he says thank you for helping Shauna and Molly they were over here training I says you're welcome no problem and then he goes look there's your guy and I turned around, I thought it was all about Brendan, but Peter Yan was fighting on the s- screen in the UFC gym. He goes, don't forget why he's on me a spar, and we busted out laughing. His energy is phenomenal, you know. And uh, anyways, they got on with the training, and they don't mess about like they They train, and they spar hard. It was... I was just, like, on cloud nine. I don't know. I was just like getting tingles. What,
0: what were you there for? Just to reset or just yeah, relax I was,
1: a bit? Uh, Brendan said, I said to me, come on over. Let's go for a bit of training. I had a bit of time here because Anatoly's fight wasn't a, um, to now, March 2nd. And i just finished up camp. I was like, right, I'll go quick. And then i will come back because Tim Zoo was arriving for camp. Just wanted to go for a little, you know, just... I had a few days to reset and I went. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. I'll never forget it. We're coming out of the changing rooms. There must have been about thirty, forty people waiting there in the gym, maybe more, I don't even know, waiting for a photo of Conor McGregor and he must have caught me in the side of his eye and he goes, John boy, he says, Come here, let's get a photo together. And I got his team to take a photo. Oh. I remember walking home. I was bouncing with. I believe I attracted that, you know, because well, we talked about that
0: last time.
1: Yeah, I really, really did because I was, I was listening to him. I was listening to all his every motivation that I was listening to, the way he speaks. You know, success leaves tracks. You know, you know don't don't follow, but just pick up on what they speak. You know, he. He, he inspires people and he really inspired me like like I cannot describe. So if you don't, you know, some people try and be them, you know, if you just take their clues and be yourself and everything does happen. He's so powerful with his words, the way he speaks. But uh, I remember I went home that night. I was like, wow, I will. I'm just starting to. Anyways, I woke up in the morning I had a follow from Conor McGregor. I was like, Whew. Do, do you think that because you're
0: both being from Ireland, that kind of the Irish know the Irish in the game already to a certain extent?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's what it is. He inspires, not even what he does fighting-wise. Why why he helped me a lot was because he says in one of his interviews, he goes, he was in a plumbing job. He hated it, and he, and he had like fallouts with his father and all he was going you're a waster and all this here i think we spoke about it in the last one i was like i was pushed into construction in my head it was the last place i wanted to be like even if the money was good you're doing brick laying yeah yeah i was like That's, I'm, i was laying bricks and all i was <laughs> thinking about was lifting belts and all. i was like this is we were forced you know like to to go to work you're told work 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 the Irish way. If not, you're useless and all. You know. So I always used to listen to him, and it just it would give you belief. You know, and there's nobody believes more than me now. Like I really believe I'm number one. What I do next year, I'll show that. I just think what I'm doing. 2023 was the year of preparation for what's going to happen to me. I've learned so much this year. Even my mom, like my closest person, uh, she got breast cancer and uh, it was like a real, real high one. And I was like, oh, you know, like you you, you get shocked when you hear that. For the first time in my life, I was like, I could fly back, I could go business class. I flew back and treated myself. I'm going back in style. And I'm going to help my mom and you know, all, and I could help do up her bedroom and do up new things. You know, when she's sick on her recovery, I could help. For the first time in my life, I could give back, you know. And it's true, I always hear McGregor saying, when you give, it comes back, you know, it inspired to help people. A lot of good things happened to me this year, you know, and uh, I just believe it's all teaching me. Even with the books I was reading, I had to be careful with the books I was reading. I was, I was listening to audiobooks and all in the morning training. And then I thought, so there was, I was getting a lot of money. I, was start, I think I attracted that as well. I was like, money started to come into my life. And then I was playing with it. Was, I wasn't smart. I was buying silly things or giving it away. And I was like, hold on, I need to be smarter here. Like, that was all teaching me a lesson. So I started to study business a bit, start to uh, like uh, read Grant Cardone and all. That guy, I don't know what it, if it, well, what it done to me, anyways. I couldn't sleep. I was up at four in the morning on a treadmill listening to his books and writing down ideas and branching out, making connections and all. But it made me, I wasn't living the moment. it, I jumped too far ahead of life. I, I didn't enjoy that day because it was time to be something else, you know. So I learned so much. Like, now I have, like, uh, I, I have everything. Like, once you have everything, you're in a good place. It's good. You don't need anything. It, it'll come. Just be patient, you know. If you think about it now, I'm in the one of the biggest fight gyms in the world. I have a really good team around me. I eat good. I train good. I'm in one of the best countries in the world, especially for your mind and health. My family's all good. What more do you need? Yeah, I think it's just structure and discipline and routine will,
0: will get you there. One hundred percent. And uh, and it's good. You you have you have kids here as well.
1: I've I no know. kids, you have,
0: but you have your wife. And yeah. And when you're working that hard, it's funny. You'll get mess when you live in Phuket. You'll get messages from people that are hey, it's dinner, you want to go for a drink, you want to go eat? And I always wonder, well, I'm working so, like I'm talking up at 4 or 5, yeah, I've yeah. explained my day. There's no time for anyone in that day. So it's yeah. funny, do you still get these messages from friends that are like, go to dinner and it's like, I just need to eat dinner, I got to do a bit of work, and I actually want to go to bed. People don't understand the, like, yeah. if you're not disciplined in structure, yeah. you don't, I know. I know it's, It's very lonely being an entrepreneur and doing your thing because even though you're so you got so much going on, if you don't dial it in, it can easily
1: fall apart. Of course, I not not don't want to sound bad or anything, I guess, but I've cut a lot of people off. No, I negativity. You see people that need need off you, and you get like the the messages I get now on screen. Oh, I need this. I need this takers. Takers, you know, I'm a giver. I've yeah. learned the hard way. I've give, I've give, I've give. I've give to the wrong people, but it's taught me the person I am today, you know. But I say there's nobody that's more kinder than myself. But you have to learn to switch off, you know. And if I'm focusing on training on a, a world title, and I think, right, we're going to get that belt, and I have pictures on the wall on the belt, and I'm only focusing on that belt... And I go outside to a restaurant or a bar, zone and they're talking about a Christmas party. You're letting wrong negativity in. You got to be so glued into what you want, you know. Late laser vision. When I had a a Yuri Prohaska on the
0: podcast, that's that I took a lot from him. He explained that, like, when you have a vision and a plan and discipline and direction, you know what it is. And anything that comes into it, if it's not on that path, you have to block it. For sure. And it's very interesting. I find there's Michael Saylor. He's a big advocate of Bitcoin. I mean, thank you, Bitcoin. I'm absolutely crushing it this year from you. We might get another camera. It's going good, isn't it? Oh, man. I bought. I've been buying. I've been telling everyone since 15, 17,000. I've been buying so much. Everyone was calling at 10. I don't want to talk too much because you never know. Yeah. So anyways, we'll see you again in a year. But <laughs> Michael Saylor, he has a whole list of things of, of, of some direction he follows. And two of the important things I always take from it is protect your time and curate your friends. Brilliant. He said a brilliant there. Oh, and then it? he has like 12 other, but these two they really stick because as I'm growing, I'm sure like as you're growing, you when you start to grow, all the people that didn't talk to you before start to seep in. Yeah. And then you it's not it's not a question of money. It's a question of time I find because It's not a question, okay, I can give you some money. It's a question of like, okay, but now i got to deal with that person. Now I have to think of that person to get that money back, to take a note, to deal with it later. and Or or it could be simple things. Hey, can you do this for me? It's like that one little thing might suck four to five hours out of your life. Mm. And if you don't start blocking it, and a lot of people that aren't busy don't
1: don't respect time. I know. And uh, when I came on your podcast this time last year, I remember the night... Before, remember, I was ten years, I was getting up so early. Uh, I didn't put. I fell asleep. It was like early in the evening, like before my bedtime. And my f- a message came up at like one in the morning. I followed my alarm. You remember, I, I dived out of bed because I didn't want to wake my wife. And I jumped straight into a cold shower to waking up. And I went down, started drinking coffee. And I, I don't look at the phone straight away. And then I looked. It was quarter past one. I, <laughs> I think we were earlier that time and uh, I think like, oh I was just giving everybody my time and I was getting burnt out so I think as I say this year I only played with it a little bit I, I, I'm starting to get fitter now I'm feeling fresher I'm using my time more wisely you know I'm being more careful who I give my time to you know only a small circle now and I believe this year, 2024, is the year that I work on me more than a, l- a lot more than any other years. Like I've I've got a lot of little goals wrote down, reading, health, nutrition. I'm going to study a bit more nutrition. Not that I, I want to go that route, but if Anatoly is dropping down to, to this weight, I need to have more knowledge in that, you know. Not just because I want to, I have to, I'm a team player. So I think this year alone is the one where I'm gonna grow the most.
0: Yeah, I mean as well, it's if he's going through that nutrition dieting uh phase, if he's trying to drop down to um uh, middleweight, yeah. it's good that you understand it as well. Maybe you can pass some advice on.
1: Yeah, it's not like just an understand more. It's like uh I think that what it is if some coaches get stale, they stop learning. I'm a student of this learning, you know, I'm a student of sport, I love learning, like, I'll develop, I'll go back today, I don't have to sit and watch boxing, but I'll I'll go and sit back, last night I was sitting watching all, Tim Zhu's opponents, you know, I was watching, Muhammad's opponent, you know, I'm a student of this game, I'll never stop learning, this is probably why I've, as I say, boxing coach, yeah, is what I'm called, but, I believe I'm a unique coach because you tell me one boxing coach has won all UFC belts, won championship belts, PFL belts. It takes something special to do it. Unless they go and do it and tell me otherwise, Uh, I'm waiting to hear back, but it's unique. So it's a passion. I love sports. I love martial arts. Uh, Yes, boxing is my own game, but I also love MMA. So for me to study MMA striking... I believe I built a unique style and I'll never stop learning. I'll keep adding and adding. I think next year is the year that I'm going to inspire in coaches. I'm going to help coaches as well. You know, I see... I'm only growing media now. Like, uh, I've hired like a media team. I say I'm only playing with it. I never knew anything about it, but I'm just... I seen a quote one time that says, if I didn't invest, I wouldn't think I was in the best. So... I'm because I believe I'm the best, and I'm putting it out there to say that I'm here today speaking about it. I think with hard work and the belief I have right now, and nothing stopping have anything from happening.
0: Well, that's the best. Invest in yourself. Yeah. I mean, if you if you are, uh, I'm always thinking like from a like a stock perspective. If you're your own stock, and yeah. you can put
1: your own time into you, what better investment is that? And now I'm only learning this out more and more, you know. I I give all my life. And I think this is the year two thousand twenty four. I text Mohammed this morning. It's a year where dreamers become achievers. This year we're gonna achieve. We give all our life, you know, and there's nobody works harder. All year consistently I was on that lake half five in the morning, like all year round and it's paid off because you don't just pick up a boxing world title uh kickboxing world title fights mma world title fights you uh, success comes from hard work dedication you know yeah you gotta you gotta
0: work your ass off for that and it's it's interesting to see um i'll be over at bangtao uh, muay thai and mma and you, you've I've seen the champions. I've seen Zhang Wei Lee training. I've seen yeah. Yuri Prohaska training. Those are the two main champions that were there at the time that I had eyes on. Yeah. And then you can see others training. And the second, in two seconds, I can be like, how can you be a world champion when I've seen one? Yeah. And you see them right away because they're tired or they, they have an energy on them like they don't want to be there. Yeah. And those champions. When you see them there, they want to be... The, you can see them fighting for the belt in the training. Yeah, It's That's very hard to explain. Champions,
1: they don't want to be there. In their head, they're already there. Right. They're, they're the champion already, you know. You speak to Tim Zhu, he's won these belts years ago. He's there already. Conor McGregor, his mindset, the way he speaks, like, he, like when he goes to sleep, he wakes up... He, the content he's putting out, his media teams working, there's businesses, the 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 guy has a team around him, you know, it's uh, the way they speak. Going back to that, I was in the house and I was thinking chatting to my wife, I was like, I go, this is the most craziest week of my life. Like just the way I'm the people I'm speaking to, I was looking in the message, I'm speaking to Conor McGregor, I'm speaking to Tim Zo, I'm, hmm. I'm speaking to PDN, speaking to Mohammed. Just nothing. Everybody I'm speaking to, and Brendan, they're all chasing belts and greatness, and you can't go wrong. I had. I want to show you this. I had mm. this message from Tim Zoo, and I remember sp- sp- I was speaking about like Connor, and he was messaging me, and then I got this message from Tim that night, and it sent shivers down me. It was like. This is my favorite quote because I love quotes. I always put quotes out. It goes, May you move like water, strike like thunder. May your intentions be as dark as, incredible, as the night. Come judgment day, may the sight of your shadow paralyze the minds of men like poison. And may your dominance rain down on their souls. For when the time comes to cement your name in the history books, may the gods smile down upon you with pride. Go eat that hard of a I Oh, whoa. I, I was bouncing out of bed in the who, morning. Who, who was it by? It's Tim <laughs> Zoo like but that no I don't, I don't even know but yeah. that's his quote. Mm. That I would not even post it. That that's his quote for the day he's going to win the five belts. Mm. And it goes to me, John it's next level time. And I it's next level time. I I probably regretted that. The next day was probably the hardest session we ever done. He had the record of forty. Was it? I can't remember his last one, but we done like a no break, consistent pads. It was like a, if I get it right, I don't know if it was fifty or sixty minutes. But anyways, it was insane what this man done and the concentration level. So it's constant free flow steady you have to have so much your mind has to be razor focused you can't miss a beat you know you have to be thinking dead high heat no break one hour pad well yeah when you're surrounding yourself with greatness i mean that's going to put you on that
0: path as well i mean kind of the quote is show me show me your friends i'll show you your future, future yeah type of thing uh, just before we wrap it up, we got Sean Cobert jumping in here. We would have been much quicker, but we had a double car breakdown today. So oh, it's one oh seven. Sean's coming in. Um, I'll tell him I'm coming down. Hey, Sean, we're on the podcast. Uh, I'm coming down and give me two minutes. Okay, I actually had another question, but we'll we'll wrap it up. Um, I'll just kick it back to you. And I guess like the the final piece we'll we'll leave it with is. Looking back at last year when you're on this podcast and you you, you had this vision of, of capturing all the builds and you, you kind of saw the whole year. Of that, looking back now, did you make any mistakes on the way? What would have you done differently and how are you going to apply that to the next year?
1: 2023 was the year that learned me everything better than ever. With all the wins and losses... 2024, I'm going to call this year Inspiration Year. Like This year, prep me. It was a history year. Next year, where the dreamers become achievers, um, where do you see? We're going to have every belt out there. Awesome. We're going to end it on that
0: note. And again, we'll probably, this is going to be a reoccurring podcast every year. <laughs> John Boyd can come on and <laughs> let's see what he did the, the year before. Uh, hopefully, he's uh, pulling up here in a Ferrari next time. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Bentley. Um that, that ends another episode. We're going to cut it short because Sean's here, um, and I'm going to run downstairs. So don't forget to like, subscribe. I'm going to leave all of John Boy's links in the description so you can go follow him on um, Instagram. I know he's working with Fight Nomad Julia. She's been on the podcast before. We're doing some content with the mushrooms for her as well. And that wraps up another episode. Thanks a lot. We're out.